Dr. Finley, The Further Adventures of a Black Bag, based on the stories by A.J. Cronin and dramatised by Sue Rodwell, starring John Gordon Sinclair, Brian Pettifer and Celia Imrie. The Miracle of Lestrange. The trouble with Finlay was he didn't have the good sense to believe in miracles. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. But it's not Louis Lestrange who deserves your applause. It is a higher being altogether. I am merely the instrument of his healing powers. Of course, miracles sometimes come in very unpleasant guises. Bring me your sick and through my body, through my hands, through my very fingertips, the power will flow and you will be made whole. <clears throat> Tonight is to be my last in your good town. For next week, Louis Lestrange moves on to Leavenford. So spread the news. The doors open again at eight o'clock this evening. Admittance, only a shilling. Only a shilling to change your lives forever. And if you have doubts, just remember Luke, chapter 8, verse 43, the woman who spent all her living upon physicians and could not be healed. Miss McPherson, good day to you. Mrs Grant, how are you today? No better and no worse than I have been these past six months. Have you come for Dr Cameron's tobacco? I have. A fresh batch arrived just this morning. I'll fetch some down. Shall I get it for you? You will not. If I have to spend the rest of my life in a wheelchair, the sooner I get used to it, the better. Can you still not walk on that leg of yours? I can't, and I never will. There you are. Two ounces of special gold mix. Dr Cameron will be pleased to have some more. He'd quite run out and it's his favourite. That'll be one and sixpence. There you are. Would you like the doctor to take another look at your leg? Why should I want that? He's done me no good at all up to now. Dr Cameron's done the very best he could for you, Mrs Grant. Maybe he has, but he's wasted his time and my money. Well, if it's the cost you're worried about, I'm sure he'd see you without a fee. I don't give favours and I don't accept them, Miss McPherson. I'll thank you to remember that. That woman really is the limit. What woman's that, Janet? Annie Grant. Isn't she the widow who runs that pokey wee tobacconist up by the quay? She is. I'm always surprised she gets any customers in that place. Well, she'd have had one less if it wasn't the only shop in town that stocks Dr Cameron's favourite tobacco. Oh, you managed to get some more then. I did. I just hope the doctor appreciates the trouble I've been to. What trouble's that, Janet? I've been up to Mrs Grant's to see if your special tobacco is in yet. Have you now? It's not a part of town I like to visit, I can tell you that, Doctor. Are you all right, Janet? Uh, fine. It's just a bit of a headache. Too much sitting in a drafty kitchen. I suppose I should feel sorry for the woman being stuck in a wheelchair. She's no more need of a wheelchair than I have. You really think she could walk if she wanted to? There's absolutely no physical reason why not. She took a bad tumble down her cellar stairs, I grant you, but the leg mended just fine. Sounds like a classic case of hysterical paralysis. It's a classic case of a stubborn woman who won't listen to good advice. There have been a lot of studies recently on the power of the subconscious. It's a fascinating field. Maybe you'd like to take the woman on. Aye, maybe I would. Are you thinking she'd make an interesting article for The Lancet? 
I'm thinking I might be able to help her. She won't thank you. She certainly won't. If it wasn't the only place in Leavenford I could get that tobacco you like so much, I wouldn't give Annie Grant the time of day. Did she have any, then? I asked her to order it in specially. You shouldn't have gone to all that bother, Janet. It was no bother at all. Shall I put it in your jar? Oh, no, no, no. I'll put it away for the moment. It's a tobacco for very special occasions. Just as you like. Well, I'd better go and make the lunch if you're to eat before nightfall. How's the headache? Oh, it's nothing more than a twinge. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. I know my own head. You're looking very run down. I'm just fine. I'll bring you some tea once I put the potatoes onto boil. Thank you, Janet. She's not looking herself at all. No, but leave her be. She'll tell us what's wrong with her in her own good time. Uh, maybe. She's always been stubborn. She's not the only one. What do you mean? When are you going to tell her you loathe that tobacco? I don't loathe it. You said it stank. It's... Aromatic, I grant you, but that has its uses. Aye. If a patient overstays his welcome, I only have to light up and they remember an urgent reason to be away. Aye. Maybe <laughs> I should take up some pipe smoking. <laughs> uh, do you think a briar would give me an air of authority? What are you up to, Finlay? Nothing at all. Do you happen to know if Mrs Grant sells pipes as well as tobacco? There's billiard... Apple, Bulldog, Dublin, Longstem. I didn't realise there were so many different sorts of pipe. Dr Cameron favours an apple with a bent stem. Is that what it's called? Aye. Shall I show you a selection, Doctor? Well, yeah, if you would. Do you have any particular shape in mind? Well, what do you think would suit me? That's not for me to say. I want a pipe that'll make me look modern. Go ahead, but reliable. Not stolid, but trustworthy. Maybe something with a straight stem. One like this. Aye, uh, well. Well, it's just fine. You seem to get about all right in that wheelchair of yours, Mrs Grant. I have to. I've no choice in the matter. Is it your left leg that gives you the trouble? It's my left leg that's no good to me at all anymore. Have you no feeling in it at all? I'm feeling all right. I dropped some boiling water on it yesterday. I felt that well enough, I can tell you. Uh, would you mind if I had a look at it? I most certainly would. I thought you were here to buy a pipe, Doctor. I am. Did Miss McPherson put you up to this? Not at all. You doctors, you can never admit there's nothing you can do. But there might be something. Dr Cameron was saying the leg had mended very well. Dr Cameron's done quite enough prodding and poking, thank you very much. He even wanted to send me to some overpaid quack in Glasgow. Just more money wasted to tell me what I know already. I'm a cripple. There's nothing to be done for me, Doctor, and that's an end to it. The only things Finlay took away from Annie Grant's shop were a deep sense of frustration and a very fine classic billiard pipe. Don't you think it gives me an air of authority, Doctor? Indeed, I do. You're not to knock the ashes out into the fireplace, Dr Finlay. Always into an ashtray, please. Uh, yes, Janet. And when you've done with smoking, I don't want to find the pipe just lying around. It goes straight back into the rack. Of course. As long as that's understood. Mind you, Finlay, it is only an air of authority it gives you. You'll be wanting to work a bit on the substance, no doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Gather round, for I have something to sell, and what better place than Levenford Market to ply my wares. And a very fine market it is. I see lush vegetables, meat, fish, fresh from the lock, I've no doubt. But where, you ask, are the goods I have to sell you? They are here, in my hands. Ladies and gentlemen, I've come to Levenford Market to sell you miracles. Yes, miracles. Don't deny me until you've seen what I can do. Bring me your halt and your lame. See with your own eyes what miracles I can perform with these two hands and with your own faith. Don't listen to doubters. Make up your own minds. I hold my first consultation tonight at the Borough Hall at seven o'clock. It'll cost you just a shilling to change your lives forever! The man might have come and gone without either Finlay or myself being any the wiser, if it hadn't been for our disappearing patience. Mrs McPhee's just rang, Dr Cameron. What did she want? She says you're not to bother calling on her tomorrow as she's making other arrangements to deal with her problem. Other arrangements? What on earth does the woman mean? I really don't know. But she's the second patient today to cancel an appointment. Jack Hegarty rang this morning. What on earth are you doing, Dr Cameron, driving our patients away like this? Mr Hegarty was to see you, Dr Finlay. Me? What's going on? Finlay wasn't in a good temper for the rest of the day and a half-empty surgery that night didn't cheer him up at all. Mrs McGregor was supposed to be seeing me about her rheumatism, and young Toby Weeks was due to have his burn dressed today. Neither of them turned up at the surgery. Maybe they're cured, Finlay. That'd take a miracle. Has another doctor set up practice in town? Not that I've heard. Well, they can't all be going to Snoddy, can they? I think I know where they might be, Doctor. How on earth could you know that, Janet? I read the newspaper. What's the Chronicle got to do with our vanishing patients? There. The second paragraph. Local man runs over his own foot. Not that. The advertisement. Oh. Meet the miracle man, Louis Lestrange. World-famous healer at the Borough Hall at Leavenford. Strictly seven days only. World-famous. Well, I've never heard of him. People say he's very good. Good? The man's a charlatan. You be so sure. That's obvious. I hope no one's stupid enough to believe this kind of witchcraft anymore. Perhaps not everyone's as clever as you, Doctor. Mm. I remember a so-called miracle man coming to Leavenford before. It must be more than 30 years ago. Did he manage to cure anyone? Not as far as I know, but he parted plenty of them from their money. Well, there you are. You don't think you should go and see what he does before you judge him? Go and see him? If it was up to me, I'd run him out of town this minute. Where's my pipe? Well, it's not on the arm of the chair where you left it last night, Doctor. Uh, I'm sorry, Janet. You're lucky you didn't set the house on fire. What on earth is the matter with her? I wish I knew. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for my welcome to Levenford. You have come here tonight to see miracles performed, and miracles you will see. I promise you that. I've not had such a, a huge audience since I left Glasgow. I'm not sure what it says about Levenford's doctors. Physician, heal thyself, perhaps, if you can. <laughs>
Miss <laughs> <laughs> McPherson. Good evening, Mrs. Grant. I didn't expect to find you here. I thought I'd come and see for myself what the to-do was all about. Or are you spying for the doctors? I was certainly I'm doing no such thing. Which among you tonight needs my help? Come forward and make yourselves known. I can't help you unless you ask for help. Mr. Lestrange? Yes, the lady at the back. Uh, in the wheelchair. Can you make me walk again? Can I make you walk? Louis Lestrange can do nothing without your help. Do you want to walk? Will you walk? Well, I would if I could. If you have faith, dear woman, you'll leave this hall tonight without your chair. I can promise you that. Come up the ramp and onto the stage. Let me help you. I don't need your help, thank you very much. Can you feel the force flowing from my body, Mrs. Grant? I. Can you feel the warmth of my hands on your wasted flesh? Oh, I can certainly feel something. The muscles, the nerves, they're healing even as we speak, growing stronger. Oh. Stronger. Yes. Yes. I can feel it. Will you try and stand now? Oh, I don't know. Do you have faith in me? I, I do. Do you believe in me? I believe. I believe. Do you believe you can walk? I do. Take my hand, Mrs. Grant. Oh. That's it. Stand. Oh. Walk. Yes. Oh. Yes! It's a miracle! Walk, Mrs. Grant! Walk! I'm surprised at you, Janet. Going to that freak show. I told you, Doctor. I wanted to see for myself. And what exactly did you see? I saw Annie Grant get up from her wheelchair. Whatever you think about the man, it was like a miracle the way she walked across the stage. It was no miracle, Janet. The woman could always walk. Then why didn't she? You'd have to look into her mind to find that out. But now half of Leavenford thinks Lestrange really is a miracle worker, and that means half our patients do as well. I saw Mrs McPhee there. She said Mr Lestrange had done more for her little trouble in an evening than, well, any doctor had done in 30 years. Self-delusion, that's all it is. And Archie Mulligan was there with young Huey. I'm treating Huey for a tubercular knee. There's no miracle to be done there. Patience and good food'll cure him. Mr Lestrange said the boy was cured. He did what? He took the caliper off Huey's leg, and the laddie stood there as straight as he ever did. He walked without a limb. Well, of course he would. Huey's been in that caliper for months. He'll walk just fine until the leg starts to degenerate again, and then all that good work's gone for nothing. The boy might even lose the leg. Well, I'm not letting Lestrange get away with this. What are you going to do, Doctor? Something I should have done when he first set foot in Leavenford. Lestrange. Yes? I want you out of Leavenford now. <laughs> and who might you be? That doesn't matter. I know who you are, what you are. And what would that be? A fraud. That's a very serious accusation. It's no accusation. It's the plain truth. How dare you go about telling people they're cured when they're nothing of the sort. Are you going to tell me who you are? My name's Finlay. Finlay? Uh, 
Aren't you one of the doctors from Arden House? You're very well informed. I like to know who the competition is. There's no competition between us. You're a sham and that's all there is to it. I wouldn't think of coming round to your surgery and calling you a sham, doctor. That's because I'm not one. Are you sure? I'm a qualified doctor, not a circus performer like yourself. I'm a healer, and I'd thank you to show me some proper respect. Respect? I'll show you the toe of my boot more like. What's the matter, Doctor? Frightened I'll steal your patience away? I'm not frightened of anything you think you can do. I probably met most of them last night. And I gave them a good deal more hope than you ever have. A false hope. That's better than despair, isn't it? Wasn't Annie Grant a patient of yours? That's none of your business. You ask her what she thinks of Louis Lestrange before you come here and threaten me again. It must be good to be back on your feet, Mrs. Grant. It is. Do you want plain? Virginia? Twist? Spin cut? Uh, plain. So, you're not feeling any discomfort in the leg? I'm not. It's as good as new thanks to Mr. Lestrange. Dutch blend. Gold block. Amphora. You know, there wasn't actually any physical reason why you couldn't walk before. You doctors. You never give credit where it's due. Well, what about some Erin Moore? That's a very pleasant mix. Uh, maybe I'll try that. You don't think some credit's due to the care Dr Cameron gave you? He left me in a wheelchair. Uh, that's not fair. I don't have to be fair to anyone. So, will you take the Erin Moore? You really think a man passing his hands over you, or whatever it is Lestrange does, you think that made your leg better? Well, something did, Doctor. Your own mind. It was nothing to do with Lestrange. All I know is I went into the hall in a wheelchair and I walked out of it. That's what matters to me. Anyone would think you didn't want to see me back on my feet. I don't want it spread about that Lestrange is some kind of miracle worker. I'm sure you don't, Doctor. But that's just what he is. He's nothing of the kind. Is that what your housekeeper thinks? <laughs> what does Janet have to do with it? Well, she was there the other night. Or didn't you know? I did. She went only out of curiosity. Is that right? Aye, it is. Then why did she ask Mr Lestrange to heal her? Janet! I can't believe it. Calm down, man. Janet, of all people, being made a fool of by that witch doctor... She's usually so sensible. I'm more concerned that she felt she couldn't come and talk to one of us about what was troubling her. Are you wanting some tea? No, Janet, we wanted to talk to you. What about? Take a seat, Janet. Hmm. I've just come from Annie Grant's. She told me something that really surprised me. Did she now? About your visit to Lestrange. I see. She said you actually went up on stage. Is that right? I think it's my business what I do on my evenings off, Doctor. Was it the headaches troubling you, Janet? It was. And did our miracle man do any good? It was so strange. When he touched my forehead, I could feel the pain draining away. But I was at my knitting this morning and back the headache came. I thought that man had cured me. I really believed it. How could I have been so stupid? Why didn't you come to one of us about the headaches? I couldn't. Why not, Janet? And have you examined me, Doctor? I didn't know what you'd want to see. How could I look you in the eye after you... Well, wouldn't be right. You could have consulted Snoddy. Really, Doctor? 
Aye, maybe not. Anyway, if there's nothing to be done, I'd rather not know about it. What do you mean, nothing to be done? If it's a brain tumour I've got. A brain tumour? Why would you think you had a tumour, Janet? You remember Jenny Sutherland? Aye. She had headaches that wouldn't go away just like mine, and she got dizzy, I remember her saying, and you found that terrible tumour. Is that what you've been worrying about all these weeks? That you've got a brain tumour? I've tried not to let it affect my work, Doctor. Oh, you silly woman. Come into the surgery and I'll take a look at you. But... No arguments. There's probably nothing at all wrong. But what if there is? Then we'll deal with it as best we can. Spectacles? Just for close work, reading and sewing and the like. So my headaches were only caused by eye strain? They were. Once we get you a good pair of spectacles, I'm sure you'll have no more trouble. I don't know what to say. Going to see that man when there was nothing wrong with me at all. But if there had been something wrong, Janet, what if you did have a tumour and Lestrange convinced you it was cured? Doesn't bear thinking about, Doctor. No, it doesn't. Finlay's right. The man's got to be exposed for the fraud he is. I just wish I knew how to go about it. Have you seen this article about Lestrange in the Chronicle? What article is that, Finlay? Miracle Cure for Local Woman. They've interviewed Annie Grant and she's singing the man's praises. According to this, he's off to Mark Inch next. God only knows what harm he'll do there. I can't believe he took me in like that. If only there was some way we could show him up. Make people see that he doesn't believe a word of what he's saying. Maybe there is a way. But I'll need your help, Janet, if you're willing. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for my welcome to Mark Inch. Tonight I'll show you once again that if you have faith, anything is possible. Are you ready, Janet? I am, Doctor. I've not seen such a crowd since I left Glasgow. I'm not sure what it says about Mark Inch's doctors. Physician, heal thyself, perhaps. Bring me your halt and your lame and leave your doubts at the door. If you believe, you will be healed. Now, who will be the first among you to be made whole again? Mr. Lestrange? Yes, madam. Miss, actually. Do you not remember me? Your face is certainly familiar. You helped me when we were in Leavenford. Yes, I remember now. You were troubled with headaches. I was. And now they're gone, am I right? Oh, yes. They certainly have. So what more can I do for you, my dear woman? It's not for me. It's for my father here. He's not at all well, are you, father? No, I'm not. And the doctors don't seem to be able to do a thing for him. I'm afraid that's a story I hear up and down the country. Can you make him better, Mr Lestrange? If he has faith, then through my hands he will be made whole again. Will you come up onto the stage, sir? I don't know. Come along, Father. I'll help you up the steps. I can manage. <laughs> so, what is it exactly that's troubling you, Mr... Uh, Macpherson? It's your chest, isn't it, Father? It is. You've a pain in your chest, have you, sir? Not pain. Discomfort? No. What, then? Will you show the gentleman what the matter is, Father? I don't know. Oh, you must. After we've come all this way, I'll undo your shirt for you. Keep your hands to yourself, woman. I'm afraid he's got rather cantankerous in his old age. Let me help you with the buttons, Father. 
There we are. You see, Mr. Lestrange, isn't that a dreadful rash he's got? It certainly is. And it's not just what you can see on the chest. It spreads all the way round to his back. It's like a fungus crawling over my whole body. And when it joins up, it'll... All right, it'll... Mother, that's enough. It must cause you a lot of discomfort, Mr. McPherson. It's awfully itchy. And with the way it's weeping, well, my life's not worth living, I can tell you. Don't fret, Father. Mr. Lestrange only has to lay his hands on the rash and it'll just dry up and disappear, won't it, Mr. Lestrange? Yes. Yes. Yes, it will. There you are, Father. I told you. It wouldn't be as bad if it wasn't so awfully contagious. Contagious? Catching. I know what it means. Mr. Lestrange won't mind about it being contagious, Father. If he should catch it, I'm sure he's enough faith to heal himself as well as you. It may not be as simple as that. Just lay your healing hands on the rash. We know you can take it away. We have faith. Well, don't just stand there gawping, man. Can you perform miracles or can't you? Come on! Come on! Come I've never seen a man rooted to the spot before. He couldn't bring himself to touch Dr Cameron. Even when people started drifting away, he just stood there with his mouth half open, staring at this terrible rash. Mm. Amazing what congealed porridge mixed with salad cream can do. And my best lipstick. <laughs> yes, mustn't forget the lipstick. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd seen it with my own eyes. He might have recognised you, Doctor, and that would have ruined everything. Well, you've done a grand job. The headline in the Chronicle says it all. Miracle man or con man? Aye, Lestrange won't be able to show his face in these parts again. For goodness sake, stop fiddling with that pipe, Finlay. Light it or leave it alone. I can't seem to get it to draw. Give it to me. No, no. You've far too much tobacco in here. It's supposed to be springy to the touch. I'm not too fond of this tobacco, to be honest. Why don't you try some of Dr Cameron's special blend? Uh, I don't think so. Why not not? I'm sure you'll like it as much as I do, Finlay. I am sure I will. There you are, Finlay. Like that. That's it. Just play the flame over the tobacco. What's that, Janet? The smell. I rather like it, actually. <coughs> Bracing. It's revolting. I'm sorry, Dr Cameron. It may be your favourite tobacco, but I'm not having it in the house a moment longer. It's going in the bin and that's an end to it. <coughs> well, there you are, Finlay. Miracles sometimes do happen when you least expect them. In Dr. Finlay, The Further Adventures of a Black Bag, Dr. Finlay was played by John Gordon Sinclair, Dr. Cameron by Brian Pettifer, and Janet by Celia Imrie. Lestrange was played by David Bamber, and Annie Grant by Claire Nielsen. Dr. Finlay was dramatised by Sue Roddell, and technical presentation was by Wilfredo Acosta. The programme was produced and directed in Bristol by Viv Beebe and Jeremy Howe.